Hi, I'm Kelly Shan and this is my podcast, Life Journey. I hope you find some inspiration and happiness for your own life in the words and experience from my guests. I would like to sincerely thank the Isaac Regional Council, along with the Regional Arts Development Fund, for their support in bringing you this interview. The Regional Arts Development Fund is a partnership between the Queensland Government and Isaac Regional Council to support local arts and culture in regional Queensland. When Marie Muffet went on the trip of a lifetime with her daughter, the last thing she was expecting was that she would become so sick she thought she was going to die. Marie was just one of 2,700 passengers on the Ruby Princess when it set sail for New Zealand on the 8th of March last year. Almost 700 passengers contracted COVID, and here Marie shares her story with me. Hello, Marie. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. I can't actually believe that it's a year since the Ruby Princess came back into Australia. Yeah, I know. It's a bit scary (laughs) that that year has gone so quickly. Yeah, it has. It has. So, um, Marie, tell me about the trip. So, I went on a girls' trip once on a three-day trip to nowhere on a ship and we had so much fun. We just um, got on in Sydney and we went out into the ocean, did a big circle and came back after three days, but it was lovely. But I think that ship, you were going to New Zealand? Yes, we were going to, we went to New Zealand. We did all bar three ports in the end and then we got told we had to turn around and come back because um, they were closing the borders. So we'd done most of the trip. The the town we missed, um, Taranga, was the one my daughter really wanted to go visit because it had the Hobbiton village in it and she's into Lord and the Rings and things like that. So she was very disappointed about that. I've already been to New Zealand. That was my third trip on a cruise to New Zealand. So I love New Zealand. Yeah. So who did you go with, Marie? So my you went daughter. With family? Yeah, just yeah. my daughter. Oh, all right. So just... And was there an occasion or you just um, for fun? Oh, no, not really. She just wanted to go to New Zealand. Originally my parents were going to go, her grandparents, but they pulled out and she just said she hadn't been to New Zealand before and I said, well, we can go together and we had a good time until yeah. we had to turn around and come back again, which was a bit sad, but, you know, they hadn't yeah. told us anything. They just told us that, you know, that, um, you know, Morrison was closing the borders, so we had to get back. So COVID was obvi- it was in play, I suppose, yes. wasn't it? But yes, yeah. So were people getting sick? Because how many people were on board, Marie? Like, um, there was about. Well, it wasn't a full cruise. They had quite a few. So usually there's about three thousand passengers or something. Plus you got fifteen hundred crew, but there was only about two and a half thousand passengers. So there were a lot of vacancies. Um, There were people, well, if they were getting sick, we didn't know about it. We weren't being told. They were cleaning things as they went and and nothing was said to us. We ended up leaving Sydney late. Um, We disembarked late, like about four hours late, and they kept saying, oh, yeah, there's just a few things we've got to organise. And no one sort of mentioned COVID. They just said we have to clean the ship each time people come and go so 
you know, we didn't take much notice and everybody that was going on the cruise was quite keen to go. There were a few that pulled out at the last minute, but we just needed a break. So we just said, oh, stuff it, we're going. And we did. Mm -hmm. And then we kept getting told that when we got back, we had to go into self-isolation. They didn't, you know, they Mm -hmm. just said that's now part of the procedure. Once you get hit New South Wales or, you know, you go into self-isolation. So they weren't doing hotel quarantine at that stage. You could go home and self-isolate, which is what my daughter and I did. But people getting sick, yeah, there were a few people that were sick, but there were no masks being worn until we were ready to disembark on the Thursday. There were a few masks being worn around, but no one had said anything to us that there was COVID already on board or that um, we needed to just stay where we were. They let us off the ship. When you were talking before about your four hours before you disembarked, so Mm. was that when you got back? So you were just held up for four hours? Yeah, we were held up getting onto the ship. So when we were embarking, we got, and when we were disembarking, they did the same thing. They said, oh, you might be not go off at the time that you've picked, but they, we actually got into Sydney instead of getting in there at six o'clock on the Thursday morning. We actually got in there at one o'clock in the morning while everybody was still asleep. So they were actually cleaning the ship. The health society, uh, the New South Wales Health, were already on board doing whatever they needed. So we actually got off at the right time, and we just walked off the ship, handed in our health passes, and went home without knowing what had actually happened. So, I mean, you wouldn't have even been really that concerned about COVID, even though you knew but yeah. um, that it was in play, but how sick you were going to get. So Yeah, that's true, yeah. When did you start getting sick, Marie? Well, I started having coughs on, we got home on the Thursday. I started coughing on the Friday and didn't think anything about it. Then we got an email from um, Princess Cruises saying that we all needed to go get tested. So my daughter messaged me and said, oh, have you seen the email? I said, no, not yet. So I did. She went and got tested on the Sunday and I rang the doctor or rang the hospital here and they said, oh, you know, we don't know. Do you need to be tested? I said, yes, I was on the cruise on the Ruby Princess. Oh, I suppose you better come up. Um, just make sure you wear a mask and do all the right things. So I did all the right things, went straight up, you know, went up to the emergency ward. They um, sat me around for about half an hour before they actually did the swabs. And, my God, when they first started doing the swabs, they hurt. And apparently not so bad now. And then two days later I got the phone call from New South Wales Health going, oh, um, you've tested positive to COVID and influenza A. And I just sort of sat in the chair and went, so what does that mean? (laughs) And they had no idea. They were really still flying in the dark as well. They didn't know what to tell me. you live in country New South Wales. That's right. So I guess, yeah. I was the first one in this area to contract it. There have been three altogether, two others. I don't know much about them because, you know, it wasn't sort of spread about. But they just said, okay, this is what's going to happen. I said, yeah, well, we were already told to go into self-isolation. It just meant that neither my husband or I were allowed out the house. 
So his sister-in-law um, did our grocery shopping. Lucky all the bills are paid online. Um, I had mm-hmm. to let work know that I wasn't coming back. So what started out as a two-week vacation tended to turned into two months before I went back to work. Yeah. Work was pretty yeah. good. Um, I had a lot of sick leave, so that helped. But you just couldn't get any common sense out of the government um, what the procedures were. They said, oh, we'll ring you each day to make sure you're okay. Well, I think I had three phone calls in the 21 days. Um, I had the police come round to make sure I was actually still in the house. Um, and, yeah, and then I sort of started to feel better come Easter. They said to me, once you've had three days with no symptoms, you can come out of quarantine. So I had three days without symptoms, but after I got told I could come out of quarantine, I crashed. I ended up just really fatigued. That must have been when the um, influenza hit in because I was really tired and I just couldn't go anywhere. And before I could go back to work, I had to have a doctor's certificate in any case, clearing that I was cleared from COVID. Well, New South Wales Health at that stage didn't do second COVID tests. They said, oh, no, you're clear. You can go back to work. You can do what you want. You can go in and out. But your husband still can't go anywhere because he needs to wait another 10 days after you've been allowed out. So poor hubby ended up, he he was in quarantine as long as I was. He wasn't allowed to go mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, I ended up, uh, got the doctor's certificate, had another couple of weeks off, and then just before I was due to sort of go back to work, I ended up crashing badly uh, with pneumonia. I couldn't eat. I didn't want to eat. I was constantly tired. I couldn't breathe properly, and I'm just going, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, and rang the doctors, and um, she said, oh, you need to get up to the hospital, we need to do some blood tests, and you need to have another COVID test. So Kevin, my husband, went up to, he had a COVID test. They put me in the emergency ward uh, or the emergency triage and uh, took another swab's couldn't get blood out of me very well because I was dehydrated. Then that night about 9.30, the doctor rang and said, do you need to get down to John Hunter Hospital now? Um, My kidneys were failing apparently, so was my Mm. liver. Um, My whole system was crashing because of the the pneumonia. So, Marie, these are the complications with the influenza A and the um, pneumonia. They were a direct result of having COVID. That's what they said, yes. Gosh, because I was chatting to you one day and you sounded dreadful. You were back at work by that stage. but And, and this is why we're having the con- today's conversation is, A, you sounded so terrible, and B, <laughs> you said, I've never been more sick in my whole life and you felt like you were going to die. And um, that was when you told me you'd been on the Ruby Princess. And yeah. I guess... um. A lot of people do take COVID a little bit lightly, you know, if they're not in that elderly age bracket or you don't have um, parents that, you know, they're the main concern, aren't they, that that are really the elderly. Yeah, they're still not sure. Because I haven't been back to the doctors, no one's sort of monitoring how I am because I haven't had to go Mm. for any other reason. I, you know, 
you get a bit of pain and you just, oh, yeah, that'll go away. Um, there's still joint pain. They don't know um, if that's from it because no one sort of asked. When I finally sort of was out, well, I had the COVID unit contact me and because I had no symptoms, they basically ignored me. And um, the doctor here said, oh, you're fit enough to go back to work. And this was two and a half months later. She said, oh, you're fit enough to go back to work. I said, I just don't feel like, oh, well, that's between you and your workplace, what they do. So, Marie, you know, when you got home, um, like, did you isolate from your husband as well? Or yep. Were you yep. still, yeah. No, so, no we were in And did he end up rooms. getting sick? No. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. No, oh, okay. his test was. And what about your daughter? She ended up with influenza A. Her and her partner oh. isolated. Um, she just ended up with influenza A. And because she's already got a corrupt immune system, she's been very sick all year. She's had oh. um, tonsillitis, ear infections, but she's been able to work from home because she lives in Gosford on the Central Coast and she was commuting to Sydney. So you're looking at just over an hour and a half train ride one way and that's yeah. the way she was going to work. But since she's been back from the cruise, she hasn't been near her office since then. So it's over mm. it's 12 months since she's been to her workplace. She's been lucky. Mm. She can work from home, um, which is good for her because it scares me every time she said she's got to go out. But she mm. goes out. That Her partner wears a mask because he works at Macquarie Uni, so he wears a mask every time because it's compulsory on public transport in New South yeah. Wales to wear a mask. So he does the right thing. Um, I think he had a negative test. She's had a couple more COVID tests, but they're only they're, she's just had colds. So mm. she's been, mm. oh, well, lucky that she didn't get it, but unlucky because she's yeah. had a very year of being very sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One great, you know, there's always a silver lining in every cloud, but being able to work from home has been one good thing that's come out of the COVID situation, I think, anyway. Yeah, it has because um, she's been yeah, lucky. Yeah. We've, I've tried mm -hmm. to instigate it in our workplace. Um, we can do it, but they just haven't got all the technology in place yet because yeah, I, yeah. We suggest, yeah. I suggested it when I first got, well, just after I went back, I said, you know, we can do this from home if you thought about it, but because we don't get a lot of people in and out of our office, we just mm. shut the lock. They just locked the door, and you had to ring or knock on the door loud enough for, to be able to have access. So they yeah. discouraged people coming in. But uh, we don't have a lot of foot traffic. There's only just the staff with the occasional person coming in to have a look or pay their membership mm. or drop their regos off and things like that. So they weren't mm. too bad. And plus, mm. this area didn't have a lot of cases, only the three in the end. So we were pretty isolated, like a lot of the country towns. Marie, um, I have to ask you, would you sail again? Yes, would you but my husband won't let me. <laughs> I love cruising. It's great. It's a lovely way to have a holiday. You don't have to yeah. do anything. You know, you can have planned events or you just sit and do nothing. So, yes, I like yeah. cruising. Well, hopefully you will be allowed to go, go again because I think I think they'll be pretty on to it in the future, won't they? Because oh, yes. it's their livelihood and 
and they won't ever, ever want anything like this to happen again. No, no, so they've got take- a lot of, yeah, they've got a lot of um, um, COVID-safe practices now and yeah. they're looking at starting again in England, travelling again. America's been doing it on and off. Um, mm. They're looking at cruises starting here. They were about October this year, but they might hang off and wait till January next year between us and New Zealand and, you know, like, the little islands and that. It'll, it'll all depend and people will have to be vaccinated before they'll be allowed to cruise or fly or anything. Mm. That's what's going to mm. happen. Yeah, because anyone can get very, very, very sick as you are proof of that, yeah. Marie, and I'm glad yeah. you're here to tell the story. But thank you very much for all right. sharing <laughs> what happened to you and, um, you know, hopefully it will help to make people take a lot more precaution and notice and care in, in um, and, and I guess taking COVID a bit more seriously or a lot more yeah. seriously. Yes, yeah. definitely, yeah. Thank you, Marie. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to my interview. If you'd like to hear more from Life Journey, subscribe to our podcast and we'll let you know when we have new interviews coming up.